Hello Gen X, welcome back to the water cooler. It is good to see you on a very weird post-election day. Um, watching the results roll in yesterday was certainly an experience. It was weird. Not unexpected though, but above all, it was very, very painful to watch. And for those uh, like us, these Gen Xers who are, are cynical and, and apathetic and distrustful of those in power, particularly in government, it wasn't a surprise to watch. Uh, it's something I think that we expected. Um, the All the pre-election uh, polls be damned. Uh, it, it seemed to follow exactly as was expected, uh, even though we don't have a, a winner declared yet. I think the results up till now have were quite unsurprising and and we'll we'll figure out the different layers of that as we go on here but uh, my first impression of that is unfortunately uh, my predictions from last week were were correct I did not trust the polls I felt like everything else was was going to be pretty uh, a lot closer than what was being forecasted and would mirror a lot of what we saw in 2016. And knowing that and knowing how much the Democrats were kicking themselves for losing in 2016, particularly to a candidate that they considered to be a joke, uh, one that they thought would be very, very easy to beat. And, and knowing that they lost by very narrow margins in a couple of states, uh, you knew going into it that there there's no way that they would allow that to happen. And of course, Democrats being Democrats, um, they were not inclined to play by the rules, unsurprisingly. Um, you know, much like we saw in previous elections, uh, notably in, in 2000, uh, when they tried to... Uh, selectively rig a recount in Florida, uh, you knew that they were going to have tricks in their back pocket in those swing states and and, and sure things, should, uh, we, we're seeing that uh, happen right now. But uh, a couple of uh, knee-jerk reactions uh, from last night, again, it was very, very painful to watch. Uh, although on the positive side, I think a main takeaway for most people clearly is that Thankfully, polls are dead. Uh, the pre-polling uh, uh, industry and, and you know the Frank Luntzes of the world and and you know those that try to forecast and and tell us what's going to happen before it does. The conventional methods uh, have long since been dead, and the adjustments that they've tried to make over the past twenty years just simply are not keeping up with with uh, political trends and, and voter trends, of course. And I think that's a good thing. I, I'm, I'm tired of, of being told what's going to happen long before it does um, and have it not be accurate. And, and again, it's probably the cynical Gen Xer in me, but you know, I think that's probably all by design. You know, it was very interesting how yeah, there were many states that we were told were you know plus seven, plus eight for Biden, and Trump won. Or like for example, in I think it's Maine, where Susan Collins was up for re-election and going into it, every poll across the state had her down by at least seven percent. And I believe she not only did she win re-election, she won it very comfortably and and beat her opponent uh, very soundly. 
That is not at all the story that was told going into it. And they were way, way off by a factor of a good 15, 20%. And you think, well, how can that be? How can they be so bad at their job and still retain some kind of credibility? And honestly, I just don't know. It, it's a joke. Every one of them are a joke. Uh, I, they, we, we've long since been saying in these regular election cycles, you can't trust the polls, you can't trust the polls. And the press continually tells us that that's just uh, either a Republican talking point or a right-wing talking point, whatever they, how they want to phrase it. Um, but clearly, uh, that's right. The, you know, the, the, the polls were, were way, way off. Um, in, in 2000 and I believe it was 2004. Remember the issue after that was was the exit polling, and they had the exit polling uh, told them that not only was John Kerry going to win, he was going to win by a lot. And of course, uh, George W. Bush won re-election and won it comfortably. And you know the, those exit polls were way way off. And now you know they've they've adjusted their methods and, and done a number of things, and they are way off. You know, people don't have landlines anymore. People don't just answer um, polls and and give their response. You have a lot of people be, you know, who are not too inclined to give an accurate uh, result to a poll. You know, with all of the the writing and. And violence that's happened over the course of the past couple of years, particularly this year, um, in in cities and urban areas, um, all the, the rioting and destruction from um, BLM and Antifa. The last thing that a Trump supporter or a, a someone who's inclined to vote Republican, and, and in this cycle, I think we saw that it wasn't simply Republicans, but a lot of people in the middle, even Democrats, were voting Republican or voting for Trump. Uh, they were not inclined to put their neck out there and say that they were they were voting for for Trump or a Republican candidate. You know, they were very fearful of of what the the blowback would be. And you know, there's all these you know, all these factors that go into it where you just simply can't trust the polls. And if that's one thing that comes out of this election cycle, I think we can all be in agreement that that's a good thing. We can breathe a sigh of relief that all of this pre-election polling is dead. It's garbage. We just don't need to need to hear from it anymore. That would be a very very good thing. But going back to my prediction from last week, you know, I, I I said that I just can't conceive of. Uh, the Democrats pulling off some gamesmanship in in swing states, particularly in in Michigan and in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Nevada and Arizona and so on, you know that they'd have some tricks in their back pocket. And and sure enough, that's exactly what we're seeing. We're seeing a you know close vote or, or votes you know early on that were were trending for the most part uh, towards President Trump, and then overnight, lo and behold, magically these uh, as as results start coming in they not just swing in in Biden's favor but jump up by a lot to a factor of almost 100% in certain areas and it just leaves you scratching your head you know the 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 likelihood that you know some of these these bulk votes and these mail-in votes would go to the to the Democrat candidate, or in this case, to Biden, by factor one hundred percent, is statistically impossible. And you know, it, it it shows you how bold Democrats are when they cheat elections because they they don't even do it cleverly. I mean, if if they wanted to, they could could look at what the splits were in in the previous election. Say it's if it's eighty five fifteen towards the Democrat, 
maybe I don't know cheat to a factor of 85% rather than 100 it just it just defies logic you know you had the cases in in 2012 when uh, Obama won re-election in there in certain districts in in Cleveland the vote went to President Obama by 100%, and the total votes that were cast exceeded the number of registered voters in that district. Very unsurprising. And you know, this is something that they've been doing, you know, for generations. You know, I, I grew up on the southwest side of of uh, Chicago in in the suburbs, and it was an open secret in. in when we were in social studies classes and we had our boomer uh, social studies teachers who were teaching us you know, about uh, in, in the 60s and talking about when John F. Kennedy was elected. You know, it was a very, very narrow uh, presidential race. And, and it was an open secret that he won in no small measure by narrowly winning Illinois, by winning in Cook County, by a great degree, you know, because old man Daly, who was the mayor at the time, you know, swung the vote to President uh, Kennedy and had you know, dead people vote over and over again. He, he had people voting multiple times, enough to where it, it swung the state and ultimately the entire election to, you know, to President Kennedy. And it was an open secret at the time. Every, you know, people knew this was going on, and, and at one point... Uh, Richard Nixon contemplated contesting it, but he he felt that that was something that would be very damaging to the country to to not have that sort of you know peaceful transition of power, and and so he he uh, sat on that one, and then then obviously won uh, about what eight I believe it was eight years later. Um, but and and it's it's a you know it's a joke that you know in Chicago you vote early and often. It's a joke, but it's one that's it's it's grounded in reality. You know that that's that's what they've done, you know, for years, and you know, you know people know it happens. It it just does, and and, and it, you know they're very good at it. And and to think that that didn't happen uh, this time around, particularly in a, in an election that was this heated and one that they wanted this badly against a candidate that they hated that much. Uh, you'd be naive to think that they aren't doing some kind of shenanigans, and and you see as they count absentee ballots in Detroit now, they are, they are you know boarding up windows and and, and keeping poll watchers out, and it's you're naive to think that this is going to go any uh, any way other than Biden. So my 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 gut tells me that we're still looking at a Biden or more likely a Kamala Harris presidency and the disaster that will ensue from that again. I could be wrong. I don't think I am. But again, maybe it's just the the skeptical and cynical Gen Xer in me. But that that seems to be where we're going. But you, you just simply don't see you know, hundreds of thousands of votes as they count overnight to the factor of 100% going one candidate's way and think that that's all on the up and up. But that's uh, that's where we are, and we'll, we'll see what type of fallout uh, comes from that. Um, I think what we are unlikely to see, though, are violent uh, rioting coming from the political right. Uh, you know, it, it was very sad and weird to see the boarding up of, of cities uh, across the country in the lead-up to the election, um, you know, because they, they were, you know, bracing against a, a Trump victory and, and the, the left, particularly BLM and Antifa just going hog wild and, 
and rioting and burning stuff and you know, they have to you know board up you know, whole areas and sections of of cities across the country and it's just it's weird it's sad and for the life of me i can't remember in 2012 cities doing the same thing in anticipation of uh, Barack Obama being reelected and having the in response uh, the Tea Party rioting and burning stuff. Now, the way that they were portrayed at the time, you would have think that that was that was the case. But I don't remember any Tea Party rioting and looting and burning cities in 2012. I don't remember urban areas being boarded up in 2016 in anticipation of a a Trump loss that you know the Tea Party and other uh, uh, right-wing uh, political groups rioting in, in anticipation of, of their candidate not winning. And it seems to always kind of go one way, unsurprisingly. But, you know, to hear, hear the press talk about it, to hear the political left talk about it, you know, the, those of us who are in the, either in the center or on the right, we're, we're the ones who are dangerous, we're the ones who are to be feared, but yet they're the ones that tend to uh, be violent. They're the ones who who riot and and go crazy when things don't go their way. And you know, it's one of those you know pro tip. If you ever want to to understand where the left is coming from and what they plan on doing and and how they behave, just just take a listen as to what they are accusing of their opponents to do. Then you know that that's what they are going to be doing. You know, that's a it's a Solinsky tactic you accuse your opponents of doing what you're doing and so you know the focus is on them or they even get blamed for for doing uh, what you're doing you know there, you know, there were um, you know any for groups were were telling their their people to you know wear MAGA hats and and have you know, American flags and those types of things as as they write and burn stuff and you know so they could you know try to deflect blame to you know, to uh, Trump supporters, uh, even though it would ob- obviously be be them who would be would be riding. But you know, that's that's how the how the game's played. But you know, it's a it it, it feels very much like a sad day. Um, not you know more so that you know, a certain candidate um, would not win an election. But you know, we're really in a in a crossroads in our country where we have you know one gr- a group of of people who are willing to play by the rules and another who is dishonest, violent, and will do anything to lie, cheat, and steal um, so that they can get what they want. And, you know, you, you, you watch these, these vote totals come in and you, you, there's just this side of me that wonders if the same people who have been counting COVID cases over the past seven or eight months are the same people who are counting these votes because it just, it defies logic and makes no sense. Um, but, uh, but here we are. And if, if somehow, you know, Trump pulls this out um, by some miracle, you know, you can be sure that we'll see violence, we'll see unrest in writing. But, you know, for those who of us who are not inclined to, to do that, and you know, if, if, if Biden uh, is the one that that does uh, end up winning this, yeah, my advice is just simply don't participate. You know, when when you see all this this violence, this craziness, the last thing we need is to stoop down to their level. You know, you know, poor old, you know Kyle Rittenhouse, who I think is you know naive naive kid who whose heart was in the right place, but 
and, and the, the fact that he felt the need to go up to Kenosha and, and try to keep the peace and, you know, put himself in that uh, situation that, that led to, you know, him defending himself and, and shooting and killing, you know, you know, two people and wounding another, you know, and all that is so unnecessary. And, and so you, I'm, I am more than happy to let the rage and anger and violence be owned by, by those that I don't disagree with or about that I disagree with. I want no part of it. You know, I'm, I'm willing to, you know, defend my family, willing to speak up for what I believe in, but I'm not going to stoop to their level. I'm not going to riot and burn and steal and, and loot and do all the things that they do. And, you know, I, I'm more than happy to leave that to the political left. That's not something that I am interested in at all. But one very interesting takeaway I, th- I think that we're seeing as a result of this election, no matter what the final result is, is we're seeing concrete proof that contrary to conventional wisdom and contrary to what we've been told and what we may have seen in certain areas over the past couple of generations, that minority voters are not a monolith. And hopefully, we can have the the, you know, the media and the you know the Democrat Party and those on the left stop pandering and stop insulting the intelligence of these voters and uh, realize that that they are smart enough and intelligent enough to make up their own mind. They are not going to simply vote because of some lowest common denominator that you are grouping them in, whether it be by race or gender or sexual orientation or whatever it may be. Um, Minorities are not a monolith. And, you know, Perfect example is that that one county in in Texas, along the Mexico border, that is I believe it's like ninety six percent Hispanic in this county, and it's the you know the the highest concentration of Hispanics in any one county in the entire country, and they voted you know very heavily percentage wise you know towards Hillary Clinton I think like. 85-90% to Hillary Clinton in 2016 and I th- I think you know Biden may have, have won that district that district of that county by like 55-45 it, it was quite narrow you know despite all of what you know the, the message they've been force fed over the past uh, 4 years and you know the their hand wringing over the potential of building a wall and you know the all the you know, the kids in cages and Trump's racist and all this stuff that have just been been force fed over the past four years uh, didn't seem to make an impact on how they voted. You know, likewise, in Miami-Dade County, you had Hispanics and uh, you know, Cubans you know, you know, voted much heavier towards Donald Trump and the Republicans than was expected. You have you know, across the board, I, th- I think in, in every gender and 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 racial demographic across the board, with the exception of white men, a uh, larger percentage voted for Trump in 2020 than they did in 2016. I believe white men were the only one that uh, had that reverse and voted harder for, for Biden than they did for, for Hillary. Um, and it's very interesting. I mean, who knows what that means going forward, but I, I think it's a good thing that yes, maybe this identitarian politics is not quite the thing that the left would like it to be. And, you know... If, if that means that the the country can be a little bit less at, at odds with each other, we can push against this narrative of anger and resentment and, 
you know, class warfare and, and all these other things, maybe that is one bright spot that we can take away from from this election, um, from, from the results that we saw yesterday. We'll have to see as as the aftermath uh, settles and, 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 and we see you know, some more of the results and can digest that. But so far, that seemed to be one that's a very, very positive. It certainly defied what the experts said going into it. It certainly defied a lot of the polling. And that would be a very, very good thing. And maybe we can get to a point where we can actually discuss and debate ideas rather than simply, you know, being in, in some kind of, uh, some kind of pack mentality, but we'll see where that goes. But it seems that this election is, is on a collision course with the courts, which is sad, which is frustrating and, and open up to all kinds of shenanigans. So we'll probably end up in a in a case where if if Trump wins, then you know the left will will be shaking their fists, saying that not all the votes were counted, people were disenfranchised, blah 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 blah. But if Biden wins, then we'll we'll hear that it was it was rigged, it was unfair, and 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 so on and so forth. And and either way, it seems like we're going to be left with half of the country coming away that this was not. A fair process, and that's not a good thing. That's, I don't care what age you are or where where you are in, in the political spectrum. the The notion that our elections don't mean anything is a very bad thing. You know, we're supposed to be the one country out of the entire world where we, no matter what our differences are. You know, we can we can have elections and they can be peaceful and we can have a peaceful transition of power. Um, but if we're left with a system where one side plays by the rules and the other doesn't, or if at least even that's the perception, then that's not a good thing. And then then we have tyranny. You know, then we have we have the powerful, we have the rich, we have the elite, we have the George Soros's of the world, you know, the tech billionaires and you know, Facebook and 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 Twitter and Google just imposing their will on the rest of the nation and that's a bad thing and it it honestly it it, uh, it leaves me thinking that we, Rome is on fire you know it it has been on fire for quite a bit but it's it's ablaze you know it, it it's it's burning it's going and it's just a matter of time until it all crumbles and maybe we may be left with some kind of balkanized nation um but certainly not the the country that that we grow up in but uh, we'll see how it goes we'll see what a biden harris administration would have in store for us i don't think it would be a good thing but we certainly will see um, early indications are that that the republicans will keep their majority in the senate um, and gain a few seats in the house of representatives although the democrats would keep their majority there whether Nancy Pelosi would remain Speaker of the House would would be something that'll be interesting to watch, and and how a split uh, Congress would work with a Democrat presidency. Um, who knows where, where where that'll go? But we seem to be in a pattern where we swing one way, and then we overcorrect in the next election cycle. So in the midterms. And in response to to this election in the next couple of years, who knows who knows where that would go, and then what that would mean, uh, you know, four years from now, and, and another uh, 
uh, presidential election cycle. But uh, I'm, I'm, if, if you're like me, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm, and it, I'm, I'm one who is interested in politics. I'm interested in following these, these issues, and I'm tired of, of it. I'm, I'm looking forward to all this nonsense being over. Unfortunately, it doesn't feel like it's going to be as, as over as soon as, as you, we would normally hope. Um, but uh, you know, we'll, hopefully we can get to some some course of uh, of things getting back to normal. Although on the plus side, if Joe Biden does win, I think the the clear ramification for that is be that the panic regarding uh, COVID will quickly dissipate, and and you will no longer see a lot of panic. Uh, it won't be a lot of high incidents reported. Um, probably by the end of the year and election day or election day, um, his inauguration day would come around and the panic's over and, you know, kids go back to school, sporting events are attended again and, um, vaccine, no vaccine, you know, the, you know, the panic would be over and, and it's going to be viewed, you know, much like any other kind of bad flu, like, you know, SARS or H1N1 or, or anything like that. But that's probably one, one positive is, is, is that, uh, that ordeal would probably quickly coming to an end. Now, lastly, a um, couple of ballot measures that, that are notable. Uh, first things first here in Illinois. Uh, thank you voters. Uh, we voted down the nonsense regarding the fair tax, um, the quote unquote fair tax. It, it was there was a proposition on the ballot to amend the state constitution that would have given the the governor and the state legislature the right to change the tax code from a flat rate across the board for all taxpayers to a graduated uh, tax system, much like we have on the federal level, and uh, you know a punitive tax system and. Uh, I, I obviously voted no. I don't trust the the politicians with with my money as it is. I'm not inclined to give them the power to at any time increase what they get from us. Um, they waste it as it is. We are in a pension crisis. You know they overpromised into their uh, public sector unions for generations, plural, um, and they have. Been, we have been in Democrat control for generations, plural. Mike Madigan has been in charge of the of, of the state legislature for generations, plural, and it's a disaster. And I'm not inclined to give those crooks any more of my money. Um, but that measure was voted down. Um, it was very heavily funded by personally by Governor J.B. Pritzker, and I, I think to the tune of like $53 million, he, he funded uh, campaigns to to approve uh, that ridiculous measure. But thankfully, uh, that nonsense was voted down, and they'll have to own up to their bad management and, and, and try to Try to d- drag the state out of out of the hole that we're in. Although they unlikely to do so, you know, being that they are Democrats. But at least it won't be on any more of my dime at their discretion. And then one other kind of interesting one that I saw: uh, the state of Oregon had a me- had a ballot measure that passed that has made legal the possession for all recreational drugs. Um, 
Uh, okay. I, I, I suppose if you live in Oregon and you have to live in Oregon, you have to live in Portland and, and you have all those weirdos around you, you probably want to be high. <laughs> you probably want to have something just to, to get through the day. But if you are in Oregon and uh, cocaine, totally cool. Meth, totally cool. Heroin, totally cool. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. I, boy, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's can only end well, right? I'm, I'm sure, uh, that is going to be a safe thing for all concerned, uh, children in particular, um, you know, considering how well, uh, Mayor Wheeler in Portland has managed his city, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, no drugs. Totally cool. Go go to Portland and go to Oregon. Do uh, do what you want. Do what you will. They will let you. Totally cool. Um, I don't know, but uh, maybe as as uh, as Joe Biden said uh, in in the lead up to the election, you know he he wants to give us some true anonadabashaba to pressure or pass us some uh, Madabath care or whatever. Uh, uh, tongues he was speaking in uh maybe if if you are high enough to translate that coming out of joe Ma- joe biden's mouth you are probably high enough to vote democrat maybe maybe that's the lesson that we learned that uh that all of this was because people were high that i could wrap my mind around but we'll see where it goes i'm still pessimistic i'm still very uh very skeptical of, of of how this is all going to go. But again, I'm a Gen Xer, and that just may be the cynicism in me. But we'll see. We'll, we'll be back in a week to break it all down and hopefully have an end to this ordeal and start talking about some you know, more trivial things and that are a little bit more fun to, to break down. But until then, we'll see you at the water cooler. Stay cool with Gen X.